0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison, joining with Reed Bacon. Got yeah, another great one for you. We're breaking down the Vandy game, uh, talking about who we thought performed well, who we thought didn't, and also talking about the seniors, all the stuff that they've had to go through, the coaching regimes, and them sticking it out, even through a transfer portal, and what that means to us as fans and supporters of this team. And we also talked about the coaching carousel that's going on, uh, just you know, learning news at Lincoln Riley's, going to USC, uh, that Florida's hiring Billy Napier and what that means for Josh Heupel uh, and everything moving forward. So, breaking it all down, great podcast. Let's jump into it. the
1: game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, read. No, sir, Reed. Final score Tennessee 20. 20- Florida 17. Pandemonium range.
0: Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught. Oh, by Tennessee, Tennessee
1: will! It's by Tennessee to one. Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. All down the 35 to the 40, to the 45 to the 50, to the 45 to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt touchdown on play number one.
0: Okay, so before we jump into the podcast, got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. You got to go there to bet on any games. Listen, football, full swing. We're getting into bowl games. We're getting into college football playoffs. It's getting a later half of the NFL, you know, maybe some playoffs coming up basketball's in full swing, NBA, college basketball, now just starting up. To make all those games more exciting, you got to bet on them. Put some money down. It really gets the adrenaline going. So for stats, for odds, for spreads, everything that you need, betonline.ag is the place to go. Uh, Right now, they've just updated their um, desktop version of their website. So it looks brand new. So go there or on your mobile device. And when you sign up, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. If you use co- code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. So make sure and use that when you when you first sign up and you receive that 50% welcome bonus, which is just, hey, it's extra money. Why wouldn't you do it? Um, so head on over to uh, betonline.ag. It's it's the best place to do any bets. Um, it's just the best sports book out there. So- all right, welcome in everybody. Uh, got another amazing show here breaking down the South Alabama game. But first, Reed, how are we doing, bud? Hey, big boy. I'm uh,
1: as you guys can see, new background. I'm in Memphis at my uh, aunt and uncle's house, and uh, I'm in uh, their office space. I'm just I'm just kind of pissed right now. I'm gonna be honest, like I suck at gambling, so lost the past two days. And, 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 like, it's sometimes it's not even about the money. It's just I'm super competitive, and so I just get really frustrated when I lose uh, the Titans. I, I mean, I love how they fight, and I knew we were going to lose today. But, of course, like, they fought really hard and had a chance to keep it close. And then the Patriots ended up pulling away like they're good. Like, dude, half our entire team is gone. Like, we'll see you in the playoffs, you losers. No, absolutely. And uh, so they pissed me off.
0: Earlier in the week, they said uh, we hit the 84-person mark. Uh, 84 people on the roster is the highest that has ever been in the NFL because you're only allowed a 53-man roster. We have had that many injuries that it is now we have had 84 guys on our roster, which is insane. Everybody wants
1: to Talk about Derek and we get it. everyone wants to talk about AJ and Julio. But the fact that we don't have a guy like a David Long, who has played very, very good football for us. We don't have Rashawn Evans. We don't have our starting right guard, Nate Davis. We don't have um Bud Dupree. You know, we don't have um a guy who is supposed to be our third, our third receiver and well in Josh Reynolds and asked for a release. Now he's gone and then Marcus Johnson gets hurt. So it's just like and, and that's what I love. And that's why as a Titans fan. I feel so good about the future because I just love like it doesn't matter who's in there; they're gonna play hard, they're gonna compete. Um, when when you're playing with Mike, you know, under Coach Rabel, uh, which yeah. is one of the reasons I love I love high Like, it doesn't matter who's in there; like, you better do what you're supposed to do and do the job. And so, I don't know. I'm just frustrated today, and then, but it's been it's been a great you know Thanksgiving week, and I'm super happy to be down here in Memphis, and hang out with the family. But a lot of news to jump into, like. Like I was literally just getting out of the shower, and my uncle walks in and is like, "Lincoln Riley to USC," and so like, a that's like, wow, like that's really it's it's like okay, like that's kind of surprising. But when I think about it, I would go to USC or I'd either go to i go to USC. I'm not staying in Oklahoma when the fact that they got to go to the SEC soon. Um, but the only reason obviously we all care is what does that do to coach Hypo? And I'll, I will just go ahead and lay it out there. I would be very, very, very bummed. We lost coach Hypo. I would be very bummed out.
0: Yeah. Now I didn't know if we wanted to start the episode with this, but I guess we will. Um, Lincoln Riley going to USC. What exactly does that mean? And I said this on the first part podcast we had when we hired Hypo that is this a possible scenario of the Oklahoma job being open and him leaving, knowing that he played at Oklahoma, knowing he was the office of coordinator at Oklahoma. Like that was my immediate thought. And in my head, I said, am I being an irrational UT fan? Am I just worrying that much because of the fact that's happened to us before with Lane Kiffin, his quote unquote dream job? Is that what caused me to feel that way? or is not an actual possibility? Now it's here. Back then, when Hypo got hired, Oklahoma and Texas weren't going to the SEC. Oklahoma was still the best job in the Big 12. It was a guarantee. Well,
1: well, I mean, Oklahoma, I mean, Texas is just as good of a job. But okay, sorry, continue.
0: Yeah, okay. Texas is just as good of a job, you can say, but over the past... 10, 15 years, Oklahoma has been to the college football playoffs. Agreed. They've had three Heisman winners or Heisman finalists and two winners. Like, they're crushing it over there. So there was no, – there was, in no one's thought process, Lincoln Riley's leaving there. But then things happened to where Oklahoma is now going to the SEC. It's a lot tougher competition. It's not going to be as easy for him to get to the playoffs, to win games, to win his conference – Now the USC job opens. It wasn't really a thing back then. Now it's open. You could really, if you lock down the West Coast, whatever school is over there that is the best locks down the whole coast. And it's like, talk about somewhere that recruits itself. It's like, you've said that about Florida before. You've even said that about Tennessee. Like down in Florida, they've got Miami. They've got Florida State. They got to compete with. Right, and it's easier to win at Florida State and Miami. Right in Texas, they have Oklahoma to compete with. They have every Texas team: A and M, Texas Tech, Baylor. They all got to compete with those guys. It's not yes, the Longhorns is more of a known name, but they have so much to compete with. USC has UCLA and Oregon, but like they can easily lock that down. Like it is, it is so easy because Oregon. I understand they're very flashy. They got the Nike deal. They got all the uniforms, but everything besides that sucks. I I was there at the game when we played against Oregon up in Oregon. It's depressing as hell. It looks absolutely awful up there. The, like, it, the seat, I think the seat state, like the stadium sits like 65,000. Like it's not even that big. And Oregon is like an ultimate choke artist. Like once they get to where, like they're so close to being national champions and everything. And then they just, boop, just fall up. They'll lose a game. They'll, they'll, they'll just choke on it. So USC is definitely, I think in my mind more valuable than like a Florida job or possibly even a Texas job, because I think it is easier at USC than it would be at Texas than it would be at Florida. Well,
1: you're not even even mentioning probably the best opening out there, which is where he was rumored to go, which was LSU. And USC is a much easier job than than LSU now. You go to LSU, and he's going to have talent galore, but he also has to play Nick Saban every year, and you know the SEC is just going to be much tougher. So the fact that he's going out there is, in my opinion, awesome of him. I would do the same thing. It's very smart of him. I mean, he's going to be making – great money living in California and he's probably going to have a long contract there. And it, if he doesn't succeed there, it's probably only going to be because of him, because it is the PAC 12 is a joke and he could go and win 10 games a year out there, do what he's doing at Oklahoma, you know, and then make his, make his bounce to the, to the NFL if he wants to. So anyways, yes, taking the USC job is very smart. Now Oklahoma has to replace and, and I have heard rumors that Hyper that wouldn't want to go back there because of he got fired and, like, he was fired there and it's kind of a weird thing when, I don't know if it was his offensive coordinator or, quarter, or quarterbacks coach, but it's also, like, a little bit different to go back as the quote-unquote hometown hero because if you do go back and it doesn't work out, then it's just, like, it's really, really awkward. Like, it's, it's like if John Harbaugh ends up getting fired at, at Michigan, like, if he had lost again yesterday, and he was supposed to be their savior. What's going to happen with Scott Frost at Nebraska? And it's just like, those guys that are like, are the Peyton Manning's for us. Well, then it's like, it kind of, you know, the hometown kid, Luke, like I'm here in Memphis and they brought Penny Hardaway back for, to be their basketball coach down here. And like, now half the city knows that he's not that good of a coach and he brings in talent, but like, he's not going to be the favorite son anymore. So it's just, so I don't know if I thinks think of that. I know he's not from Oklahoma, but like he played there and you know, I, um, I, I, you never know, you never know what someone's thinking and thoughts and all this stuff. Like everyone was saying, just last night at, at the press conference, Lincoln Riley saying, I'm not going to LSU. I'm not going to be the head coach at LSU. Well, he wasn't lying, you know. Oh, no, but, he wasn't. <laughs> but He's not at Oklahoma. <laughs> the so, so, uh, but, no, exactly. Exactly. So for me, like, I get why he went to USC and, um, all I can say is I will be very, very bummed out because I've said on this podcast for an entire season and for months that I love Hypo and I think we're heading in such a good direction with him. We have an advantage on the sideline with him. The only thing I was somewhat worried about with him is recruiting and, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But man, if we lose him, it'll be, it would honestly, Kyler, probably be, I'm not going to say the, the, the the lowest that we've been in 10 to 15 years because I wouldn't know who they're bringing in to hire, but we really, really, really feel like we're washing ourselves of all the foam la, la, last years of Fulmer, the, the and debacle, the Dooley debacle, the, the butch and, you know, and then all the Pruitt stuff. Wow. We finally have a guy that we love. And then if he leaves us for his, is, if, and it happens again, like when Kiffin left us, this would be like WTF, like what, like, I know we're almost numb to stuff, but I know we've all gotten our hopes up after the season. There's, there's no way not to be.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, like I said, like when, when we predicted record, like I thought it was going to be five and seven Now we're seven and five, like hopes are definitely higher than people would have expected. And I mentioned this the first podcast when he got hired that would he go to Oklahoma and Like if you look at it from an outside perspective, because we've talked about the Lincoln Riley going to LSU, how it's a better move um, than staying at Oklahoma or going somewhere else. Like what, like who would want to be the Florida coach? Like would Lane Kiffin want Miami or would he want Florida? Like we've talked about other coaches going to these schools and saying like, Oh, obvious. Like this is a better choice for them. From outsiders perspective, Not a Tennessee fan, and I think this way what, like, if you're looking at it, Oklahoma is a better job than Tennessee at this moment with NCAA violations coming about, with the strength of the SEC as it is, and with the amount of guys that you already have on roster at OU. Like, if you're looking at it from an outside perspective, that OU job is very, very tempting.
1: I don't, I don't, the one thing that makes me say, no, it's not as tempting as you think it is, is because he's already started laying and building his foundation here. And in Oklahoma, is going to be competing in the SEC anyway. So he's like, it's not like he's going back and having an easy run through the, through the Big 12. Like, they're going to be in the SEC anyway. So it's like, why don't you stay where you've already started building your foundation? Well, and like, he is, he is we gonna have because
0: they're not coming over till 24 or something like that. So he is going to have two years to build his foundation before he steps into SEC play, already knowing what SEC play is like because he spent a year as a head coach here.
1: I don't, he, but I don't, I don't think that we don't know for sure. We don't know for sure if it's going to be 2024. What if they buy out the contracts and they're like, all right, well, we're by next year or two years from now? I just, I mean, Oklahoma. Is obviously a better program right now, but that doesn't mean they're a better job. I mean, like they they might be I mean, it's just it's just so hard in not being a homer, but like with the facilities, with the renovations, with with Danny White, a guy that he's very comfortable with, that he's like the luck lo- like we all love him right now. Like I'm going to promise you right now, if some if he got hired in Oklahoma, not everyone's going to be fired up about that hire. I, I can guarantee you that. So yeah. it's going to be really tough to not want to stay where you are and continue building You know where you're loved, where you're liked, all that stuff. That, that's just my opinion. But we will have plenty of time to talk about this. I want to – because we're going to have all offseason to talk about Billy Napier to Florida, which, by the way, that does not scare me in the least. I would be more scared. I would be more scared of Dan Mullen still on the sidelines against, compared to Billy Napier. Oh, so I don't care about that. We'll wait and see what happens with Josh Heibel. But I want to. But I want to talk about. uh, We're going to talk about Tyon Evans leaving. Um, Who cares? I'm done. That's all I got to say. It's like everyone freaks out. It is amazing to me, and I would. I'm a very emotional person. I get very fired up for my teams. And 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 for the Titans and for the Vols and for different stuff, but it's almost like comical and kind of gross to me that fans are like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe you're leaving!" Like, "Oh my gosh, like reconsider!" Like, "You're an incredible player!" Like, dude, these fans, Tennessee fans are amazing fans. But wait till we actually get an incredible player. Like, once we get like other Perry, like they're like they they're like worshipped. I mean, this guy played like. Five games for us, and these people are acting like it's a huge deal. Like, give me a break. He's he's a running back. It's a plug and play position in Eiffel's offense. It wasn't like he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. Like, it just it just it, it just it's just so silly. Like, I feel bad for people that they get that uh, wrapped up and emotional about an 18 year old kid who didn't really do much for us. We were saying it all year. Like, he's fine, but I mean, all the other options we have, and it's just what happened last year when Ty Chandler and Eric Gray left, and everyone's like, oh, I just hate that they left. We don't even think about him now. Like. Like, our running backs were just as good, so it doesn't matter. So stop worrying about a kid leaving. The only time we should ever worry about someone leaving is if they're a quarterback, and that's about it. Maybe if someone's a big, big-time pass rusher or, like, you know, offensive lineman, like something like
0: that that's a really important position. Yeah, there's a reason why the running back isn't isn't seen as such an important position in the NFL. There's a reason why people see it as, like, you don't draft a running back early there you know there's a reason why like you have to have good running backs at the two and three spot because running backs i mean they make a difference like if you have the top 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 tier guy like a derrick henry like you can see the difference in the titans team when derrick henry is there but if you have i mean why is saquon barkley not making the giants an amazing team You know what I mean? Like, why isn't, why aren't the Panthers just amazing with Christian McCaffrey? It's like running back. Isn't that much of an important position as like quarterback or edge rusher or offensive lineman, like you stated, which is usually the top 10 picks consist of those guys uh, in the NFL, just as like reference. So people understand, but in no way was I upset or like, uh, you know, Oh, woe is me. We're done. Because before the season started, we said it, we could have five running backs with, or four running backs with 500 yards. Like we said it before the season, that everyone is even kill, like everyone is in the same plane. They're all doing really well. They're, they're decent running backs that can do decent things. And they're not going to be, you know, the Alvin Kamaras of the world, but, they're still going to go out there um, and run hard and maybe pick up three to four yards of carry, which is exactly what we want. And i in no way did I think like, Oh, now we're just going, like our whole program is going downhill. Cause this Ty and Evan leaves. I was just more confused than anything. Like, why, why is this happening? Why is he going to the transporter? Like what, what is going on here? Um, and it seems as if it was a combination of things. It wasn't necessarily just, hey, you're not going to play as much or um, we like these guys over you or we're bringing in other guys. It was like, oh, there might also be some classwork stuff going on that he's not doing well in class and then, you know, everything like that 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 goes into it uh, that would cause someone to transfer. Because, I mean, honestly, it's like a get-out-of-jail-free card for some of these guys who stuck at school and just – can't pass a class to save their life like when I when I look back and remember like Cordero Patterson was here for eight months and he failed like every single one of his classes in the fall and the like he was like yeah I would enjoy to come back and play again but I can't I have to go to the draft because I'm not going to be eligible next year that's how bad I failed all my classes so it's like a a free thing for these guys is being like, oh, well, I'm at a different school now. So, like, me failing those classes in the fall of this other school doesn't really matter towards my eligibility. Um, so I think that is going to be taken advantage of a lot of guys that do struggle in the classroom.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just like – I mean, he thought he was going to go to the NFL. And then he got hurt and then he got banged up. So now he's probably like, well, dang, I can't go to the NFL. But – or maybe I can try to get drafted late or free agent or whatever. And then it's like, or I can just go to the school, like you said, and just, and, and I don't know how that affects his grades. Like what, what if he tries to go to a, um, a, a lower, like, what if you tried to go to Western Kentucky? And it's like, well, th- does that affect that? his grades Cause he didn't, and they're not from UT like, I don't do that, but it's, all that stuff still doesn't matter to me. It just, it's just, it's just gross that people like literally poop their pants over it. And it's like, take a deep breath, realize what you're worried about, and who cares? I'm so over. It. If you don't want to be here, go leave. And everyone's always gonna say, Oh, the culture, this, culture that like shut the fuck up. All we all we care about ultimately as fans is what we do on Saturdays. That's it. How we win. Do we win games? And the guy just won. He went seven and five, has a chance to go eight and five. That's all that matters. Judge what you see and, and, and hell with, with who's leaving or whatever. It doesn't matter. And by the way, for fans who are going to see, Kyler just took a uh, comb and combed his mustache. So I just want you all to appreciate that.
0: Ah. Wow. I really did not think you'd call me out like that. I'll um, hey. show you for everyone who wants to see. This is my beard slash mustache brush and yes i do use it yes that is why my mustache looks amazing every show and i also have so, hey, some uh mustache wax so you can suck it reed
1: uh my uncle always used to call mustaches uh nut dusters and it always cracked me up and uh but i will say i've, I've always said like you're the one person that looks good with a stash like it looks good. So, but I I mean, hey, do you big dog? You're a good-looking guy. So, if you yeah.
0: uh wow. it's definitely different now that I've, you know, lost 50, 60 pounds. Yeah. It helps it helps the face, the jawline. It it helps with the mustache. So, yeah. back when I was a little heavier and, the, <laughs> and I had the nice chin strap in college, it didn't quite look as look as nice.
1: all right senior day um this is this is a a big deal and it's been a big deal for the past five six seven eight years for some of these seniors that have come through Tennessee because of some of the different stuff they've gone through um and I'm going to read through who went through who didn't go through what does that mean for next year um, and we can talk a little bit about the Vandy game. And then I just want to ask before we wrap everything up, like how you felt going through senior day, because seeing Alante Taylor yesterday, and I know it's been all over Twitter and, and everyone's talking about it, but like that is awesome because as fans, I do think there's times that we care more about the University of Tennessee than maybe some of the guys that are on the team. Now, I don't mean that for all of them um but i think there's times where like maybe a season starts going south and people are like okay well i'm gonna play for my stats or i'm gonna play for the nfl or i'm not gonna play because i want to stay healthy for the nfl and as fans like some fans don't get that they're like this this university of tennessee it's the greatest place on earth like why are you not playing hard and all the fans are like, if I was out there, I'd give my all for Tennessee. It's like, well, yeah, we get that, like, and we appreciate that. But, like, you aren't a good enough athlete. But there are some people like yourself and Elante Taylor um, and other players that have come from the state of Tennessee or or Knoxville and have got to experience that. So I think that's when you get the ultimate kind of special emotions coming out. And alante has been a guy who – He's had some ups and downs, but the one thing that you can never question about that guy is, is his heart and how hard he competes. And I will always, always respect somebody for that. I think he had a good senior year. I really do. Um, and I hope nothing but for the best for him in the NFL. Maybe he'll get a chance. And I think he could be a really good nickel because uh, he is aggressive. I think he will be a good special teams player. But uh, just some of these other seniors that went through Um, so obviously uh Jones, uh Javante Payton, which I'm gonna I'm gonna hate seeing not seeing uh both those guys out there next year. Theo Jackson, what a hell of a way for him on his senior day with getting that pick six. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. That's as storybook as you can get, and I mean as you can get, because we're not playing in an SEC championship or national championship. So hey, your last home game, get a pick six. Um Jaquan Blakely, man, and Caleb, I mean, those two guys. I have so much respect for both those guys, how they came in this year, uh, not the most high, high known guys. I mean, Caleb had a little pub because he was a transfer from USC, but I didn't know what to expect from him. And the kid played so hard. He played with very nice and heavy hands Um, And both him and, 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 and and Jay Blakely were, 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 were awesome. I thought they were awesome. And then my guy, Matthew Butler, I'm I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss him dude. Like I have a, total man crush to how he plays the game uh leader he is what kind of uh just guy he seems to be I, I don't know him so I can always speak from what I see in interviews and how I hear people talk about him but to be the guy and it's easy it would be easier to say it now because we know he's a good player but can you imagine when it was back in um April and May and he's like hey if you don't want to be here leave and I'm like yeah okay like cool well that's sweet. Like, it sounds cool to say that now, and you're going to be like like a wrong. I was dead wrong. Like he was even that leave. We'll be, we'll be fine without you. Like we don't need you. Um, and then some guys that, um, you know, Aubrey Solomon went through, you know, I don't know whatever happened to that guy, but I love the fact that Latrell Bumpus didn't go through because I would love to see him back another year to red shirt and to come back. Um, you know, obviously, one of the other big things is uh, Hendon Hooker. I mean, that that is so massive. I don't think we still know for sure if he's coming back or not. I mean, obviously, that's a great telltale sign that he does want to come back. But that is huge for this program. It is huge for Josh Heupel because he gets to build with another quarterback going into year two. Um, and I think that's massive. Um, I know everybody wanted Cade to come back. And I had buddies like, oh, Cade might come back. He might want to play with his brother again. And he's from Tennessee. He loves Tennessee see news flash guys like Cade's always cared about going to the nfl like that's just what it is for kade like I, I once again don't know him personally i know you know him and i'm not trying to speak out of turn but like yeah he he wasn't a diehard tennessee kid growing up like you were like it didn't like play obviously he didn't even go to tennessee straight out of high school but it's like for him, it's it's and I and I'm not and it's not a bad thing. But it's like we think like, oh, he's gonna stay and play with his brother and give his all for Tennessee. Like no, like that's not him. Like he's gonna go try to play in the NFL. And and I'm I totally find that respect that. So, um, you know, I'm trying to see some of these who are the other ones that ran through yesterday. Um, I I thought Kyron Kyron Calvert or Kyron Calvert would have maybe come back if he could have. I know that that's a long time to be in college. If you're gonna be there for you know five, six years or whatever. But with him being injured, I thought maybe he would come back. I think he's just been so injury prone. Um, but, but yeah, you know, what What are some of your thoughts on that? And I'm going to go and make sure I, I checked all this list correctly.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I agree with what you said. I, I really feel for, for Theo. I think that was just icing on the cake Mwah, that he got that interception because He has been so close all year, and we've said it all year, that he's one of our best defenders. Like, we went back and forth between, like, him and Matthew Butler being, like, MVP of the defense. So, like, him getting that pick, Matthew Butler will be sorely missed the amount of impact that he has. I'm hoping that his character, the way he is as a person, really rubs off on everybody else in that D-line room and makes it to where – Younger guys coming up or guys coming into the program have the same kind of mentality he does and can produce in the exact same way that he does. Um, I agree with the Cade thing. Love Cade. uh, Helped Coach Cade. uh, Went to our high school in Knoxville Catholic. Uh, Love Cooper. Love their family. But Cade is about Cade. And in some senses, that is – the way you should be in certain situa- situations on uh, scenarios, but in others, maybe you should think in the bigger picture, but Cade is about Cade. He went to Georgia because Tennessee was not a good fit for him because he had no idea who Jeremy Pruitt was, didn't really like him, uh, liked uh, Sam Pittman, so he went to Georgia. That's for him. Uh, he transferred Tennessee for him. He did not transfer Tennessee to – get on the Vol fans good side to follow his brother, to be where his dad played football because he's a huge UT fan. No, he transferred because it was the best fit for him. His offensive coordinator, his O-line coach were gone. He thought this was the best opportunity. Um, And I guess he saw maybe Cleveland starting over him, which is – uh that guard for Georgia who got drafted last year and was like hey this is the best thing for me to go back to home go back to Tennessee and I'm gonna try and do that so I love that he came back because I love having a good offensive lineman on the field I, like that's that's the reason why I love it uh but yeah Cade's gonna go to the NFL that's all he's wanted to do um He has a capability to do it. He has the athleticism, uh, the knowledge of the game, but he gets hurt a lot. Uh, He's had ankle issues since high school. And that, that, I mean, that's going to be a concern for NFL teams. And they might not take you where you think you should go because they're afraid you're going to get hurt and you're never going to be out there. So, best available, best ability is availability. Um, But I'm excited for um, the future and and where we're headed. I, you know, love the fact that these seniors were able to end on a high note that after everything they've gone through, they, they went seven and five, they're going to a bowl, they get to enjoy that whole process of going to a bowl and feel like they possibly left it better than they found it, which is how I felt when I left. Um, So I'm super excited for those guys and everything they're going to go through over the next month uh, going into a bowl game, which I guess is probably going to be Music City um, if I was a betting man. But uh, yeah, just shout out to them for being resilient and being able to... Roll with the punches and continue to help this team not leave and and be the human beings that they are, the men that they are. Because some guys did leave, some guys jumped ship, and I think in the grand scheme of things, it tells you a lot about people's character uh, when they do that. So I think. I I think. Go ahead.
1: I think guys. I think guys like you. and and other good senior classes have been awesome. But the fact that these guys had a easy out, they had the easiest of easy outs. With all the crap that was going on, they could have easily left. And no one would have necessarily thought bad about it. They would have been a part of the other, you know, kajillion guys that we've heard about a million times that left, and they didn't. And it's just like, you know, whether they prayed, some of them said they prayed about it and thought about it and said, hey, this is still the best place for me. Um, or they really do have a heart for Tennessee and and the community and and the Vol Nation and, and the school and all that. But it's just special, man. And uh, I'm really, really happy for them that they're going to win, you know, they exceeded expectations by a good amount. And we're going to go back and probably do one or two podcasts, looking back on this entire season, like a – just looking at it through a microscope and looking at everything and and really thinking about all the stuff that happened. And when you're in a season, all you're thinking about is the next week after you finish, after you finish that game, it's on to the next. And you don't even get to really sit back and think of all the crazy stuff that happened this season. And, and all that, like, like Kyler, Joe Milton was our starting quarterback. Like we thought Juwan Mitchell was going to have to be like our, one of our best defensive players. Like, just some of these different storylines uh, that you just forget about, just make it that much more impressive on, you know, hell we thought Jalen Hyatt was going to be one of our best playmakers. I mean, just all these different things. And that's the beauty about a football season. And I love that Hypel always says each game has its own story. Each game is its own game. And it's so true. And so I'm going to be excited to look back on that stuff, um, going through some more of this list. Is like you know I hope a Trayvon Flowers comes back like I, I think that would be huge for him. I mean I hope I don't know what's going to happen with John Mitchell. You know Solomon Page that that's a guy that I would to, I would love to see back again. You know I, I think you know anything like that can can help with depth. I hope Princeton Fant comes back. Ollie Lane like some of those guys like some of these guys that aren't going to play in the NFL come back get your masters get more free education enjoy it another year like. If you're not going to the NFL, you get another year being treated like a king and people loving you and maybe some NIL deals like I just, I, you know, Jerome Carvin, like those guys could 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 really benefit and benefit us as a Vol as Nation and the team and really benefit
0: themselves. All right. So, so sorry to interrupt this amazing conversation, but we have a new ad. Uh, this is Lightbox. So, Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the greatest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds that you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in Blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Priced so they won't have to, they really do make any outfit sparkle. So visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's kind of crazy that uh, a lot of this coaching talk has has happened in the past hour. Because uh, I was just looking too that apparently like there are rumors that David Cutcliffe is out at Duke. Um,
1: I so, I, I, I kind of heard that one was coming for a while.
0: Yeah, so it's like <laughs> this coaching carousel is kind of insane. All the options that could be happening and things that could be going on. Um, I, I, I'm excited to see, to see what happens now. I want to keep our coach for sure. No way do I want to leave Josh Heupel, but that doesn't mean that this isn't going to be a very interesting, you know, next two months, maybe, uh, where teams are figuring out who they want. LSU is still trying to figure out who they're going to replace in Oklahoma now. Uh, trying to figure out what they're going to do. Um, also, that Oklahoma is reaching out to Cliff Kingsbury, <laughs> asking if he wants to come back. I really don't think that's going to be a possibility with how good Arizona Cardinals have been this year. Wait, wait, what did you just, who, what did you just say? Adam Schefter tweeted that Oklahoma is in talks and interested in Cliff Kingsbury. The head coach of Arizona. That's so stupid to come so to Oklahoma. Stupid. And I said, I mean, like, probably not going to happen because Arizona is very good right now, and they're they have very a chance to win a Super Bowl. Adam
1: they have they have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Like, the NFL's the best job of the best. Like he doesn't like. I, oh, give give me a break, Oklahoma! Like no like no one's leaving the NFL to come back to you unless they're like at the Jets and they're about to get fired and like they want to like. Do do the do insane to come back to you guys. like, you're an idiot, like Oklahoma. Get get off the high horse.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling that uh, – and I'm pretty sure this is true, but Adam Schefter's agent is the same agent that represents Cliff Kingsbury, and it's just like a thing where it's like, hey, put my client's name out there so that he gets paid more because yeah, he, that he happens has a lot. one more year on his contract so he can get a nice big extension if uh, Arizona thinks they're going to – you know, lose him. So, I think that yeah. has to play into it. But still, fun conversations, fun stuff going on uh, makes for great podcast material. So, I do enjoy it. What did you think about the game? I like the game. Um, I think it was a another one like last week where it is versus a very inferior opponent. So you're not necessarily Watching every single snap, you're feeling very confident. But when Vandy did score, it upset me. I, I I thought that should have never happened. I think, you know, Vandy was getting rid of every single thing they had. They were trying every single thing that they could. uh his last game of their season. But, like, the Hail Mary before the half – Um, The fact that they converted, you know, three fourth downs on their last touchdown drive just really irks me. But our defense was never supposed to be the strong point of this team. Like we've said it forever that this defense is a break but don't bend kind of thing where they pick the opportunities to bow up, um, pick the opportunities to give the ball back to our offense. And they've done a great job at that all season. So am I mad that certain plays happened? Yes, but I'm not just going to say they played absolutely horrible and that they're the worst defense ever because I've seen worse defenses. I was on the 2012 Tennessee Vols team. So there's been worse before. Um, But like certain plays, yes, I wish didn't happen. We mentioned it before, very excited for Theo and that interception. Um, I was very impressed of – we had, I mean, 285 rushing yards. Amazing. I mean, what a statement to say, hey, we can put any running back we want in there and they're going to succeed having 200-yard rushers right after Tyon enters the transfer portal. Um and, you know, Joe Milton still very much is a bad quarterback. I mean, as soon as Buddy gets in the game, he fumbles. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> like, this guy is in the running for, like, beating Garantano out for, like, worst quarterback in Tennessee history. Like, it's, it's honestly insane <laughs> how bad he has played this year. Um, what else? Oh, the defense. Or the offense, we only had eight third downs the entire game. Like that's pretty impressive. And it like maybe we punted or or like maybe we didn't score as many points as we thought. Like only having eight third downs in totality is very impressive because you're getting first downs on first and second. Like that's hard to do. So very impressive. It was only eight. Uh And then, as always, and I think we say this almost every game, Tillman can do whatever the fuck he wants. It doesn't matter who's guarding him. doesn't matter if there's two guys guarding him. doesn't matter if he catches it and there's two guys there to make the tackle. He'll do whatever the hell he wants. He'll break the tackles. He'll catch the ball. He'll jump over your damn head, and he'll score a touchdown. I absolutely love Tillman. I'm like, where the hell have you been? Thank God we have an offensive-minded coach now. Because Jeremy Pruitt was just – you talk about Butch and not taking advantage of guys on the team or Alvin Kamara in general. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt not taking advantage of Cedric Tillman and the player that he has become is an absolute travesty. Like, y'all see how fucking amazing this kid is, and we had no idea. We thought Jalen Hyatt was going to be our freaking savior this year. We had literally no idea about Cedric Tillman and his abilities. So I'm just so happy that Hypel is here, understands offensive play, and can make that man shine because he is such a huge asset to this team.
1: I think, uh, I think one thing I, I was reflecting on this last night, And just thinking about the game and watching the game and Cedric Tillman I'm like dude next time when we go to practice this year for spring practice and then when we go back to fall camp I gotta trust my eyes because Cedric Tillman was the guy and it's very difficult to trust your eyes and what you see during practice because it's like you 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 don't know who's out for injuries and and so who's not practicing and it's like yeah a guy can have a great practice but it doesn't mean he's going to be starting because the two guys in front of him are out. You, you know what I mean? So it's like, but, but what did we see this year for practice? Like when we were practice, Tillman was the one making the nice plays, beating people deep, like making good catches, like winning some one on ones. Who who had a rough game? A rough day of practice, Jalen Hyatt. And it's just like he had four drops that day, and you know, I th- I thought Javante Payton played very well, like we all knew. The- DJ, you know, Velas was going to do well. And it sounds really lame and kind of like nerdy, but like, I, I don't, I haven't been watching people and, and, and going to practice and like reporting back like to, to like doing stuff like this. Like, I, I don't, I don't do that. Like if I'd gone to practice when I used to like, when I've been to practice with you before, before we did this, I was just there like enjoying it, like watching and, you know, just kind of taking in the day. But now, like, I feel like I, am going to be, you know, you do stuff more, you're going to be better at stuff more but like I'm just going to trust what I see and you know it, it makes sense what I saw this year uh, except for the quarterback like that that one will still blow my mind from what I saw at practice to what we saw but but hey that's why there's gamers and people that practice and practice players but um dude Cedric Tillman's awesome man like he's he's, he's great he's fun to watch um not only is he he can, do, he can do a lot of things he can beat you deep he can catch a hitch he can go across the middle he can You know, uh, catch one and just take it to the house. He's a good blocker. I thought Vilas had an awesome block on one of those long runs. I liked the three wide to the right side, kind of just run everybody out, bring Cedric in on like a baby pose, deep, deeper-ish slant. And, you know, I loved loved how we ran the ball. I love that. Like, we know we're going to beat them just – just run the Brock. I love seeing some speed options. I love seeing some quarterback runs. We did it with a multitude of running backs. Once again, Tyon Evans, doesn't matter. Like, you know, have fun finding your next school we're putting up almost 300 yards rushing. Um, nothing against that kid, bro, but you got an opportunity to go to the university of Tennessee, handle your business, like, you know, handle your business. And that's all I can say. And, um, defensively, um, you know, I was fine I mean that 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 Hail Mary was just kind of like WTF like what the heck but you know defensively you know I thought it was it was fine I actually I actually thought Vandy was a little bit better than I expected I think when you see that they lost ETSU and some of these different teams early in the year you're thinking they're just horrendous but like they played pretty well against Ole Miss the week before I thought they competed there's still some SEC caliber players out there for them so you know, I thought they – but 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 Tennessee, once again, did what they were supposed to do. They handled business. They won the game. Um, you know, and that's – and I don't want to comment too much more on, like, certain players that I saw because if I say one good thing they did, like there's a couple really good plays I thought Dane Davis had, which I was happy for him. But then someone who watched the game more intently than I did could be like, well, Reed, really gave up a sack or he did this. So I'm not going to act like I – watch the entire game then re-watch like I do some of the other games I want to be honest with the people but they handle business now last thing to finish up I want to hear reflect you reflecting back on your senior day like who did you guys play how'd it go because uh, I don't even really remember
0: uh yeah so um home game versus Vandy I'm pretty sure uh I remember more the beginning the seeing my family out on the field um and the feeling that I'm not done yet um i think that added to it to where a lot of these guys like it's their last game in neeland so that is special um they do have a bowl game which is which is great and a lot of them can feel those sad emotions of I'm not gonna play again. Uh, I'm not gonna get a chance to play again, which is what i which is kind of what I felt in high school that I wasn't gonna get a chance to play with my teammates again um but I knew that I had college lined up, and then to, in college it was I'm not sad at all i I am joyous, I am happy, I am. I feel the best that I felt because I did everything I could. Uh, I went out there, had no regrets. I got there and we were a five and seven team and we ended with a nine win season. And I, I did everything I could. I, did, I didn't feel like I didn't give my all while I was there. That when I tapped that sign, it was serious. It wasn't just words to me, and that made me feel just elated that that I got a chance to play in Nealand, that I got a chance to play where my grandfather played, to represent Knoxville, uh, to be a kid from Knoxville, to go there and have a good career because a lot of guys. Don't have good careers there. So uh, when I reflect, I'm very happy with how it went. I ended up winning Offensive Lineman of the Week after that game. Uh, So it was all in all just an absolutely amazing experience. The fact that I won that award uh, was like the first offensive lineman to win it win it twice in one season in a long time Um, and I was never expected to be that great in in a sense. Like I was never expected to be a good player. I was, a you know, a lot of people saw me as a three-star good quality guy, like not as good as, you know, some of the other guys that came in my class and i had overall the best career of everyone that was in my class as an offensive lineman and had a really good career than some other guys that i played around so i'm very happy with with what happened and i i that senior day was special to me being able to share it with my family knowing that you know they grew up and were Tennessee fans for a long time. And, you know, they got to see me out there uh, and be a true, like, leader on the team my last year um, and be a captain for some games. So, yeah, when I reflect on it, I'm very happy with how everything went. I'm happy how I was able to finish, how – through literally hard work, and that is it, I was able to have an effect on turning the program in the right direction so and that day it's it's kind of uh,
1: that day you didn't like tear up or anything because you were like just excited, happy, joyful, and then it was like, hey, I still got a game to play, and like you said, you knew you weren't done. it wasn't the last time that you were taking your pads off
0: yeah, exactly i felt I felt more reminiscence and stop and think after the bowl game where it's like dang, like i'm not going to put this uniform on again um then i did senior day uh and yes wasn't quite as sad because i knew i gotta go out there and play i gotta have a good performance like it was still you know there's still a game to be played it's like hey i love taking yeah. pictures with you mom and dad brother sister like this is awesome but I also need to like try and beat the shit out of this guy who's lined up across from me for the next three hours. So it's yeah, kind of a strange feeling when you go through it. Yeah.
1: That's what I was about to say. Like it's always any, no matter what level you stop or whatever, it's always either that last game or that last time you're like, it's just weird that we've all grown up putting a helmet on every year for however long you've been playing it's just such a part of our life and it's just like it's over so you know it's pretty wild but it's uh well I'm glad to hear that I mean it's funny I'll just say this real quick uh, that that you had those feelings that you you maybe had those feelings of like that you weren't gonna be that great or you know and I and I know you heard other things and a lot of athletes they all you know while some athletes only hear the negative about them they don't hear the positive and that's kind of why they have a chip on their shoulder and work hard. And I know people don't know for you, or some people may not know, but like you're, you are coming in as a local kid. And I know you call yourself a three-star on other things. You're a four-star and you had tons of scholarship offers, but like you had back problems your first couple of years, you had to redshirt. Like it wasn't an easy road. Like you could have easily have not been who you were, but it's really impressive what you did do. And, um, you know, but it's just funny you talk like that because in, in no way, like I know all the people, not necessarily even a Catholic, but just the people that I knew that kept up football, like, oh, Kyler, like he's fantastic. Like he's going to play very well on Saturdays and even have a chance on Sundays. And that's what happened. So for, for me, I was like, I, it, what, what what happened is what I expected. And it's funny to hear you say something different, but, but that's just kind of how we all are. We kind of build those chips on our shoulders and, you know, you wanted the best for those guys coming in your class, but there was still competition that you wanted to be the best O-lineman. Yeah.
0: It it, def- so. it definitely was like that. Like, I was not seen as the best one in my class, um, and the guys in the class before me were seen as better offensive linemen than me too. So, yeah, yeah, it was definitely uh like, okay, well, like, who who are you uh, coming in here? And like, I'll, some people like coaches who would come in in Butch's regime. Or, you know, people coming in later and not really, like, covering Tennessee through, like, my recruitment just automatically assumed because I was a local guy, I was a walk-on, that, like, I didn't get recruited. I didn't have a scholarship. They just, like, oh, well, yeah, he's from Knoxville, and he just walked on. And that's, like, they just assumed that. Um, so I think that was almost, like, the thing, too, where, like, if people didn't keep up with their wait, wait, that actually happened. Like, I never
1: heard this. Who, who really
0: who? see or go into things? They just thought like, oh, like he's from Knoxville. He's a walk-on. Like he just walked onto the team. He's a, you know, a white offensive lineman that's just walks onto the team and not really like a.
1: Who assumed that? I, I've never, I've never heard
0: that. I had, I I've had, never heard
1: that. What, I had an assistant uh, what coach. Who
0: says that? I had an assistant coach that was assistant offensive line coach uh, that came in with uh, Butch's staff. Uh, He came from somewhere else. He wasn't with them at Cincinnati and like, was like trying to motivate me or, or something before practice was like, Hey, let's have a great practice today. Like, you know, realized like, you've done such a good job, like coming in, like being a walk on, like being able to succeed. And I stopped and I was like, walk on. It's like, I'm a, I'm on scholarship. Like I came here on scholarship. I had offers, man. Like just want what you he to get That right. Like I don't want you to say that. I Like, I understand what you're trying to do. I appreciate that. But I, I was definitely not a walk on.
1: what you, yeah. Did you, what did he say when you said that?
0: Uh, he was just like, oh, oh, sorry. I thought, uh, you know, just being a local kid, I was like, it's. Not, I mean, it's okay. Like, I know, I know. Like, wherever you were coaching before as a GA, you weren't paying attention to like Tennessee's recruiting classes. Like, you just assumed because I was from Knoxville and a local kid that
1: Zach, Zach, doing these days, uh,
0: and people just assume there's not a lot of talent in Knoxville. Also, uh, so. I think that goes into it but yeah I was just like well hold on like before you keep going <laughs> no, no offense to the walk-ons but like I was not a walk-on definitely-
1: yeah who uh what, what 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 coach was that
0: um I actually like him a lot so I don't want to like throw him under the bus he's actually a really great dude all uh, right that's so I so I will I will, uh, I will not you don't do have to that. But he yeah, he's actually a really great dude and I still like text him from time to time and he uh like wishes me happy birthday every year. So like still awesome guy. But just like there is examples of that happening where like people kind of forget where you came from, but yeah.
1: Oh, that pisses me off. <laughs> for you, but whatever. At least he's a nice guy. All right. Well, good pot. Yeah,
0: yeah. I appreciate. Now you, gonna, uh, I gotta
1: go watch. Coach, I gotta go watch coaching searches. Make sure we don't lose hype because if we do, I'm going to blow up the entire University of Ohio, or of uh, Oklahoma.
0: Oh, I know. I yeah. This is uh this is a big uh, few days. I kind of feel nervous about putting this podcast out. We record on Sundays and some other big news happening between now and Wednesday, uh, which would really suck. Um, but hopefully uh, it's a little quiet the next couple of days, and we can possibly get a confirmation that Hyphel's staying with us because we love that man. Love what he's done for the program. But appreciate you guys watching, listening. Uh, please like and subscribe and turn on the notification bell and share with family and friends. Let them know what we're doing here. Let them know this is the best podcast about Tennessee football. Our numbers have gone down a little bit on YouTube. So I need it up. I need to get those numbers up. We need more people in this believer uh, compound here that we're we're building. So please join. Um, Follow us on social media. I'm at Kyler Kerbison on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at rbacon264read on Twitter at Believe in Tennessee uh, for our main account. Then uh, also reach out to us. Uh, I got a phone number, 865-322-9232, and an email, uh, Football at gmail.com. So ask us questions. Heck, even just say, y'all are doing a great job. Appreciate what you're doing that would makes my day whenever I see it. So please keep up with that. Uh, and, you know, rate and review on all your podcast platforms. If you're listening to it on there uh, and just appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for all the support. Uh, what a great season that we have had uh, this year. Who would have guessed seven and five. So super happy with hype and how things are going, but yeah. Uh,